What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, kitties. This is y'all's Dooley, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to Slasher Radio. <laughs> Welcome to Slasher Radio. My name is Mikey Bones, and I'm joined by Kat and Rob. What's happening, guys? Hello. Howdy. Howdy doody. It's time to pay the piper. There we are. Yeah, this yeah. has been um, a long time coming. We've owed this debt for a while. Now, I sat back. I didn't bitch. I didn't say nope. nothing. I was very amicable. Team player, all that good shit. Yeah. But I knew one day, you motherfuckers were paying with this damn movie. But we'll get to, to that later because obviously I feel I'm going to be defending a lot of shit tonight. I'm already, I'm coming yeah. in with, I, I got armor tonight, guys. I came in with, I made my <laughs> own armor and I'm fucking mm-hmm. coming for war. Okay. You're going to need it. And I, and you better be on your best behavior. I will talk about it. I'm sure when we get into the movie, but I want you to know that I also came into this very amicable. Uh, yeah. I actually volunteer. I, reminded you that i owed you this movie a couple points uh i did forget we were doing it this week just because it's been so long but i didn't complain about it and i went in with the same attitude that i went into the last one where i gave this movie every benefit of the doubt like i i set up the best environment i could think of to have this movie in me too (laughs) i don't believe you i don't believe you rob I believe Kat, though, and, I, and that is very respectable, Kat. Uh, for anyone who is I a new I will say list, this. What? This was the trade for House Shark, right? Yeah, this was the trade for yeah. House Shark. <clears throat> Mike, right. you, got, you, you picked the better movie. Rob. I'll be damned. If you remember, <laughs> I did not like House Shark. You well, didn't look at like that. House Shark. As a matter of fact, I think I gave House Shark the lowest score out of all three of us. You I think did. you did, yeah. Yeah, so you did pick the better movie out of the two. I'll be a da- damn. All right, we'll okay. see. We'll see That's how rough. good when we get to it. But <laughs> yeah, now for anyone who doesn't remember, Cat Rob, Rob's always been a butthole about paranormal activity. That's partly why we're here. But Cat didn't like it, and you know she was willing to give it a fair chance. And that's all I asked for was a fair yeah. chance with these movies. Right, and we we covered the first movie, and I gave it a fair chance. You did not. <laughs> you did not. I might copy paste a sex tape <laughs> montage from let's see how busy i am this week i think it has the vibe that it was going for in that regard like i think that's a very strong element of this movie because yeah. it makes it feel more like found footage and 10 out of 10 times if you bring a camera into the life of a couple the guy's going to try to make a sex tape 
this is a little sexy time for Rob advice for everybody. Free sexy time advice. Uh, wow. Bad idea. Do not make a sex tape. Terrible. <laughs> you never want to watch yourself doing that. Otherwise, you will not want to ever do that again. Because you look <laughs> like a fucking idiot. I guarantee you that. You are much uglier than you think you are. And you do not want to see it on tape. You're Fair a hideous, enough. hideous, foul creature. You don't ever want to see it. You will disgust yourself. And no, it's 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 not... It's not nearly the thrill you think. Now, look, making the tape might be a lot of fun. And I'm not against you making the tape as long as you delete it immediately and never watch it. So that's that's my tip. Make the tape, delete it immediately, never watch it, don't ever let anyone else see it. You will be disgusted by the result. This would have been a much more interesting movie had we actually gotten to see the sex tape. This chick is, is clearly crazy, but um, I've already got a camera here, and if I lean into this a little bit, I might get to make that sex tape that I want to make. I'm here, and I'm going to help you defeat this demon. No, you're wrong. I And the best way to do that is to make a sex tape. I cannot have a fucking thing on this show. You b- both know how long I've been wanting to talk about this movie, and you guys talk <laughs> about a sex tape for like 10 minutes. My main factor in this movie, Mikey, is the sex tape. I'd be like, immediately, we need to move in together. I'm going to get a camera and we're going to make a sex tape. God damn it. I'm going to play along with this crazy woman long enough to get the sex tape. You motherfucker. (laughs) He's just trying to get a little ass and film it. Can you not take this seriously for Mikey? For a minute, man. God damn it. Mika got himself caught up in a situation where he wanted a sex tape. No, yeah. I tried to frighten the shit out of women. I give them a half. I believe you. Mika should have started backtracking at that point because clearly he had made a mistake. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. He he had really pissed her off. And yeah, you don't want to do that. You're trying to get to the sex tape stage, and you're fucking making her mad. Then it's not good. Call the demonologist. So, do it. So the play for Mika here was, hey, we can call the demonologist, but first we gotta make this sex tape. All about the sex tape, Mikey. It's not all about the sex tape. That's the whole movie hinges on that, because that's all Mika's trying to get, is the sex tape. That's all he wants. He was my way into the movie. Like, I would totally be the one making fun of the fucking psychic coming to my house and just trying to make a sex tape with a crazy girl. (laughs) I'm not even going to mention the doll. He didn't mention sex tape anywhere in the fucking tip. He's real big on trying to get that sex tape. No! Also, we skimmed over this. At some point, they do turn off the camera, and then they turn it back on after they had sex, and he's like, that's illegal in <laughs> Kentucky or whatever. You know what that means? They did butt stuff. Thanks for bringing up butt stuff, though. Appreciate that. <laughs> Good for them. They didn't get it on tape, though. Make the tape if you want. Delete the tape and don't ever watch it. I'm that's... so drunk, guys. He's not going to make a joke about her dead mom. He's trying to make a sex know, tape. Man. You don't do that. That's not sex tape worthy. We never really mentioned this because I I talked a lot about sex tape and that was pretty much it. (laughs) I've been trying to keep it together and I fear I have not been succeeding. You haven't. (laughs) I do want to say also, God damn it, Rob. And Rob would let him make the sex tape. He just wouldn't want to watch it with him. Goddamn right. Goddamn right. I don't know if butt stuff is legal here in South Carolina or not, (laughs) but we'll get down to it, Mika. Probably going to look into it. Laura, I'll break up. God damn it. I'm not making a sex tape with Greg. I didn't talk about a sex tape that much. Um. Cat, help me here. Y- you talked about it maybe more than a person giving the movie a fair shake would have done. <laughs> Definitely put it that way. If that's the scale, yeah, you did. <laughs> well, yeah. Let's see if it makes a return later. If better <laughs> fucking not. All right, so we'll get to that later. This should be interesting.
But we got your roll call to get to. We're going to go through some horror news. We do have a voicemail. Uh, it's, th- yeah. it's unfortunately time for Camp Counselor Greg. Uh, I, I'm never going to stop calling him that. I don't know, because it's a cool name. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. It rolls that. off the tongue well. Yeah. yeah. You should go back to that, Greg. I enjoyed that. But this is Greg's Hot Take Corner. If you're familiar with Greg, God bless you. Uh, we're, we're not liable for anything he says because, you know, Greg, these are hot takes and Greg's movie opinions have literally stopped us in our tracks several times. <laughs> mid-conversation. Yeah. Um, we're due for another Gre- hot take corner, like, episode, I think. We tonight. are. God sake. <laughs> I know. I'm not happy about it, but I feel it needs to be done. I don't like it either. Uh, you can go check out Greg on TikTok at Camp, but no, um, uh, at Darth Gregor. And uh, if you want to leave a voicemail, we will air it on the show and discuss it like we're about to do now. Trace the call. It's coming from inside the house. That number is 917-397-KILL. That's 917-397-5455. Hello, Michael. Hello, Robert. Hi, Kat. It is I, Darth Gregor, back with another series of hot takes. <clears throat> Flashers are the best subgenre of horror. I did a tournament I would know. The final four were black and white, Asian, vampire, and the winner, Slasher. Inferno is the best horror movie of 1980. The final four were Macabre, Friday the 13th, The Changeling, and the eventual winner, Inferno. The Hellraiser franchise is better than the Saw franchise. And Justine from Christie is a better final girl than Sidney Prescott from Scream. What? Thank you. Bye. Okay. Wow. He does love Justine from Christie. But, but Sidney Prescott? Why would he do that? I don't know. I mean, you know, we've talked about how my feelings on the Scream movie is changing. Uh-oh. Yeah, Rob has some takes. Yeah, but Rob, feel how you feel aside. Come on. You can't support that. I mean, I don't remember the movie Christie that well, so it's hard for me to say. I, I don't remember it super well either, but I know damn well Sidney Prescott, no. It slashes the best subgenre. I mean... I think Rob agrees. Cat's probably not, but I mean, I'm not mad at that. Um, I don't agree, but I'm not mad at it. Like, I, you know, best subgenre is such a personal thing, you know. Yeah. Here comes Cat being argumentative again. <laughs> you <laughs> calling me argumentative? I have a feeling Aww. you guys are gonna agree going forward in this one, so <laughs> it probably won't last very long. I will say, I don't love. The idea that the Hellraiser franchise is better than the Saw franchise. Yeah, so, Cat, mm. you love Saw. I love Saw. I do not love Saw. As I also been love Hellraiser. At length on this show. <laughs> yeah. And even I would say that Saw is a better franchise than the Hellraiser franchise. The Hellraiser franchise is a fucking mess. If we're taking full franchises, that's the thing that I really, you know, and I talk about this a lot, but it's the thing that I really respect about Saw, not counting Spiral. I, you can't make me count that movie. Socks can't make me count that movie. Socks? Um, 
Yeah, socks. Fuck. It's not gonna happen. Like I won't count it. Um, I, but I the thing that I respect about the franchise is that as a franchise, it is coherent. I think you know the the quality dips obviously once you have that many movies. But I think you know the lesser entries are still contributing to the story in some way. Um, Hellraiser had judgment in it. Hellraiser Judgment, uh, which I I feel like maybe even if you take that one out uh, to balance out taking out the worst Saw movie, I I don't know. It's they're they're messy. They don't feel like a unit. You know, they they're were not. That's they're the not. Thing. They reached a point with that franchise where I believe it was they Dimension. were just like licensing out the names so that they could keep the title. Yeah. They were literally buying scripts that weren't Hellraiser scripts and putting Pinhead in them so they could keep the rights to the name. And some of those movies are hilarious, but like <laughs> as a franchise, I don't think it's a good move. No, it doesn't. It doesn't work at all. I mean, now, if you were going to take Hellraiser and Saw, I, I still would disagree with you, but I would be less upset, you know, if you wanted to say that Hellraiser was better than Saw. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, Hellraiser had like ten movies. How many does Saw Hellraiser, have? Kat? Hellraiser, well, Socks I think, is ten. Socks is ten. Socks, yeah. yeah. So nine. It had nine movies. <laughs> Refused to count Spiral. Yeah, I was gonna say they don't count Spiral in that, right? I. That's the thing is because it only makes sense. The, the ten part only makes sense if you're counting Spiral, even though they made a big deal about that not being part of the timeline. So I don't know what the fuck they're doing there but even i mean even if you count spiral it's still a better franchise than hellraiser yeah that's the thing i mean hellraiser's just a mess it just doesn't it, it they weren't hellraiser movies when they set out to make them i mean it, it's just awful and also you you guys know how i feel about spiral i have not seen it since it was in theater um i think it might be better than judgment so, like, Hellraiser Judgment's uncomfortable viewing. Yeah, I, it's probably. It's just Pinhead's there, and you want to, like, he's not an, I don't, I don't know if he's quite enough to drag it over that line, because those, uh, uh, more than half of those Hellraiser movies are forgiven because, you know, because Pinhead's in it. Yeah. I don't know. That doesn't make them good movies. That's true. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that the character's there, but the movie, like, it doesn't, it's not enough to, to drag it over that line. Um, I, I don't know if, I might put Friday the 13th, I don't know, best movie in the 80s, in the, in 1980. Yeah. I don't know, man. No, I would have to pull up. A list of movies that came out in 1980 before I could determine that. Luckily, I have Letterboxd. <laughs> Give me oh, just God. a second. Oh, boy. I'll be able to tell you. I will say, I can't discredit it just based off of my knowledge of movies that came out specifically in 1980. The best overall movie of 1980 is Raging Bull. But that's not a <laughs> horror film. Uh, the not. best horror film to come out in 1980 is Friday the 13th. That's what okay. I think too, man. But uh, there's also the Changeling, very good terror train. Cannibal Holocaust, uh, Holocaust, rather that came out in the eight in the eighty. I mean, mm. New Year's Evil, uh, Christmas Evil, Maniac. Maniac's good. I like Maniac. Yeah, I mean, there's some good stuff. Yeah, I disagree, Greg. Inferno, 
no, no. I, I'd put Friday the Thirteenth over that as cliche as it might be. Yeah, the original is a good movie. Yeah, no, it it is. I'm not, you know, but I wouldn't say the best of 1980. That's tough. A lot of shit that came out in '80, though. I'll tell you that right now. All right, so again, go check out Greg uh, at Darth Gregor on TikTok. He does his lives every Saturday night, which are fun. Yeah, they are a lot of fun. Yeah, they yell. At He's me doing a, lot a thing right now where he goes through viewers that have sent him their top lists, like their top oh. twenty-five horror movies or whatever. It's fun. Uh, I don't, I don't know if we ever really like announced what are what we were doing um yeah I, was, I don't know i didn't know if you wanted to or not i think, I think it's worth the hype because we're gonna have to put working on it goddamn and i still am fucking yeah, there's gonna I, be some work. i don't know what to do rob is sitting pretty because he has letterbox so that's unfair but um <laughs> you guys have letterbox too i just use mine yeah that's the thing is this one's kind of on us for not using letterbox well that's not fair i use letterbox one night a lot <laughs> I went through all Rob's movies and re-rated them correctly. Uh, anyway, so what we're doing for the 300th episode was Rob's idea, and we're all going to make our top 100 horror movies of all time list, which obviously comes out to 300. Mm-hmm. So look at you having a big brain. That'll be episode 300, and then I'm going to take the funky math that I used for Murder by Numbers. <laughs> and apply it to all of our lists to create the Slasher Radio 100, which will be a Patreon episode. I, I love that idea. That's exciting. But the problem is, what does that list mean with your math involved with it? <laughs> uh, Rob's math for this list is he's just going to put his 100 first. <laughs> it, no, it means that the, it'll mean exactly what Murder by Numbers meant. Um, the math actually will work <laughs> a little better for this. Because we will have three lists with the same numbers of them. The The biggest problem with Murder by Numbers was we did three franchises that had a different number of movies in each one. So it uh, made it a little harder. Okay. I see. Um, and then I'd also like to do a Patreon, like top 25, like let our patrons submit their lists. Yeah. And then we could do like a top 25 from that to using the same funky math. Yeah. That's going to be a wild list. <laughs> yeah, the math might be funky, but it'll be the consistently funky math, so it'll be okay. Okay. Oh my um, god, this is not good. This means, uh, my scream and nightmare thing is gonna come to a fucking head. Oh, you tricked me, you son of a bitch. What happened? My my scream and nightmare controversy in oh. my fucking head. Rob, oh. you dirty bastard. Why? Dude. Why does that come to a head? Because it does. No, it doesn't. I mean, I, I've long said that Halloween is a perfect horror movie. Eh, maybe. I mean, you're just you're looking at the individual movies, not the franchise as a whole. It's still, it means something, though. I don't, oh, fuck. I didn't even think of that. We, we've been knowing about this for weeks, and I've been putting it off because I don't want to, I don't want to do it. I don't, have, I don't have the time to do it is, is really a, an issue, but. It's going to be so hard to do. And now I just thought of that. Son of a bitch, Rob. Now I'm convinced it's not going to take me that long. I'll probably do it on an envelope five minutes before we start recording. <laughs> It'll take me a long time. Oh, is it, is it worth mentioning your other idea for the 300th episode, Rob? I don't know what the other idea was. You wanted to watch some, have Mr. Cat's boyfriend guy on to watch something. Oh. 
I wanted to have him on to, uh, for an episode on Friday the 13th, part three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was that. I also uh, pitched the idea. Cat went mysteriously quiet when I mentioned that. So I figured it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. And then I pitched the idea of us watching the entire Twilight saga and reviewing it. And you guys both shot that down fast. Absolutely not. Yeah. 300th episode Twilight forever. <laughs> Here's the thing about Twilight is that there are Twilight drinking games. I, there are just fantastic lines in Twilight where you have to wonder, like, who was a writer for this? Uh, my favorite uh, I've gone on record as saying is uh, hang tight spider monkey makes no goddamn sense in a vampire movie. Great. Fantastic. Um, I would be willing to do it as a watch along. I'd be willing to put myself through that again as a watch along. I think if we cover it on a horror show like Slasher Radio, it validates the idea that Twilight is a horror movie. Uh, and I'm not there. I'm not ready to. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I'll do it for a watch along, too. I'm not going to be happy watching it, but. I'll drink it a lot. It would be funnier <laughs> and better as a watch along, probably. Yeah, we talked yeah. about that before. I just don't like validating the idea. And I'm trying to get better about, like, you know, because there's been all that gatekeeping controversy in the horror community. Yeah, and I'm trying to get better about, like, Jurassic Park and Jaws and, I, I don't know, the Stop interview with the vampire. But Twilight is, it's, I'm <laughs> not there yet. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll never fucking be there. No, it's I need not more a horror movie. therapy before. <laughs> That, but anyway, that's the the plan that we're going to do. Um, our top one hundred, our individual top one hundred list. That will be episode three hundred, and then we'll do a Patreon episode, so Patreon exclusive, so you can sign up, you cheap bastards, if you want to hear it. <laughs> we'll have the Slasher Radio one hundred, and then if we get enough submissions from patrons of their top, I don't even know what list. <laughs> you know what's going to happen? Greg's going to be the only one to submit, and we're just going to have to. It is then I'll do like a, a Patreon top whatever list too. Okay, yeah, that, that that's fair. It's 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 tougher to come up with hard numbers for that one because I don't know how many submissions we'll get. Because again, I've said this before, our listeners are the least involved listeners. That's not entirely <laughs> true. It is too. How many how many years now? Two years in a row with the slashy awards, we can't get people to vote. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's and not the true. ones that do vote for dumb shit, and we end up there giving movie of the year to Halloween ends or whatever. Well, <laughs> that, that's not entirely true. They they voted uh, with with the listener pick the first year. They were pretty adamant. It was just so happened that Al Bundy was the winner. Yeah, yeah. But I still, you know, like I'm not even mad at that one though. Like that that makes me happy. I'm really happy that Al Bundy won the award. He's in the Hall of Fame. Slasher Radio Hall of Fame has two people in it, Amber and Al Bundy. <laughs> Great company. Yeah. Great company. And I would also like again to mention that Al Bundy just edged out TV Juice for the for the in the first the, the inaugural Humphrey, yeah. whatever the hell that lifetime achievement crap you had. The Lord Humphrey Lifetime Achievement Award, yeah. Yeah, just edged out Stevie, which the bit was done after one fucking year too, guys. That one hurts a little. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, drink roll call. I am drinking a twisted tea, Long Island iced tea. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with that. Can't make fun yeah. of that one, Rob. No, that's fine. Cat, yeah. what are you drinking? I'm drinking an apple teeny. Okay. Um, when I say apple teeny, I I know <clears throat> you're thinking like a girly drink, 
uh, with, you know, like the pretty glass and the apple slice and it's all mixed mm -hmm. and stuff. Uh, I put all of the apple teeny stuff into what was left of the bottle of apple pucker and I'm drinking it straight out of the bottle nice. because I did not want to find glasses. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's a good move. I yeah. switched it up, but nothing to, to nothing exotic or interesting. I'm drinking a whiskey sour. Ooh, mm, classy. I like it. Very classy. I don't know about classy. But... Eh, it's you know sophisticated. No, nice. Maybe that's a better mm. word. Yeah, it's a man drink. It's good. I like it. Yeah. Uh, all right. You guys want to move into some horror news? Yeah. Do we have news? Yeah, a little bit. It's time to hump the news with Rob Humphrey. He's not a genius. All right. Uh, it's still, this strike needs to end for so many reasons, but just for the fact like there's really so much shit's at a standstill. Like we're not getting a lot of shit. It's kind of dying down. And this is a great example of such Slother House <laughs> yes. has been announced. Uh, go ahead. I don't know what to say. It's a movie about a killer sloth, I'm guessing. So my understanding of Slother House at the moment is that it is in a limited theatrical run and hopefully will be streaming soon. Oh, okay. I, 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 I hope it's streaming never. That's my hope. Because, you know, we're going to watch it on the show i hope we don't have that... to <laughs> it's about a killer sloth mikey it's gonna be awesome you forgot that he hates fun i don't yeah. hate fun i hate dumb this is dumb it's a killer sloth no i don't need to see a killer sloth Newt, i don't know anything about sloths they could be the most vicious animal on the planet i have no idea <laughs> they're not <laughs> i was gonna say but they're not they're the slowest moving animal on the planet just because you're slow doesn't mean you're not vicious they're all cute and cuddly they shouldn't be around killing things. I don't like this at all. Well, that's from my my. I don't know the scary. full plot, but from what I take away from it, a sorority house gets huh. a sloth for some reason. Yeah, but every sorority house has fucking sloth sitting around. All right. Well, yeah. Apparently that's a thing. So I don't. Does it have a release date on here? I thought I saw it was out. Like oh, yeah, I think it's having the theatrical release now. It's a theatrical release? They put this thing yeah, in the theater? Yeah, it's having a limited theatrical release. I hope it's super limited. Yeah, it's very limited from what I can tell, though. Yeah, good. Good. That's good. Oh, it came out August 30th. Yeah. Amazing. Did you watch the trailer? I skimmed through the trailer. It looks good. Hmm. No, it does. I disagree strongly. Uh, next up, though, is Victor Crowley is heading to Screenbox. You can get Hatchet 2, Hatchet 3, and Victor Crowley on Screenbox. You can go watch that right now. Again, it, it's slow news, <laughs> but uh, the, the Hatchet movies are good. Wait, which one? Uh, Hatchet 2, 3, and Victor Crowley. Oh, but not the original one? That's weird. Yeah, not the original. Yeah, those are good movies. They're fun. I'm not even mad about the original thing. I think Hatchet 2 is better than the original. Uh, I don't remember which one is which, to be honest with that's, you. They're all kind of the same. Yeah, it had um, more Tony Todd. Well, that's I like good. that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, they're both good. I like those movies. They're both yeah. good. Slaughterhouse, by the way, is um, Rotten Tomatoes. It's fresh. It's 67%. 94% audience score. 
Fucking people are out of their Oh, minds. it can't be bad then. Right? <laughs> Does it show me how many rating, like how many people put in for that? Uh, hold on. Was it like four people? Hold on, I'm not on. I was trying to find a showing near me. Oh my <laughs> god. It doesn't look like it's showing anywhere near We're me. We're very different it, people. Unfortunate. Um, let me see if I can pull it up. I don't know if it shows you that or not, but yeah, I don't. I don't know if it does either. I'm gonna try and pull it up real quick. Slother House. Hope this is the right Slother House. <laughs> Are there multiple Slother Houses? Have I been no. missing out? It says. Um, it says. It just says 50 plus ratings. It doesn't have an exact number. That's sad that there's 50 plus That's unfortunate No It is Uh, I will say this It is a PG-13 movie Interesting And it's also listed on Rotten Tomatoes As a comedy slash drama Ooh Yikes Okay Uh, I don't know I don't know what's up with that But That doesn't bode real well But Yeah I don't It must not be showing anywhere near me Because I can't find anything I will say the theaters around here suck about that. Lucky you dodged the bullet on that one. Uh, all right, next thing up is uh, Saw for the new Saw movie, Socks. They're, they released a new image. Uh, I sent it to you guys earlier in the week because I thought it was pretty cool, and it's I Heart Saw. Yeah. I don't remember it. Are you sure you sent it to me? It scroll up a little bit. Yeah, it's in the group. You always do that. You say you sent me something, but you didn't. I you, always you really it. did. I read oh. that. Oh, yeah, I, I see it. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. It's an eyeball. It's a heart. And it's a saw. Yeah. Get it, Rob? Yeah, I got you. You pick it up. All right. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. That's cool. Interesting promotion for a saw movie. We've never seen that before. Yeah. Very fitting. I'm looking forward to it. We knew that. I'm looking forward to it, too, though. I mean, like, my hopes... After they said that they were doing another saw movie after Spiral, my hopes were not real high because... Mm-hmm. And at this point in the game, we have the abandoned storyline about, uh, I think his name was Logan from Jigsaw. Like, we never picked that up. Uh, We now have this weird spiral timeline going on. And and when they announced that they were doing another one that had nothing to do with either of those two things, I was uh, not thrilled, you know? Uh, Just because it feels like we're leaving a lot of loose ends in a franchise that was known for tying up its loose ends later but i you know they're listening to the fans i feel like because even though this isn't tying up either one of those things this is the saw that we all liked like this was the saw that worked best and we're just going back to that i like that this one it fits in between the original and the second one right is that yeah yeah i hate that by the way i i don't I, i i think it's a maybe a good call it super annoys me that franchises do that now all the time it annoys me a lot of the time but like this one doesn't bother me as much because there is a gap in the timeline there that we have not seen filled and it's the era of saw that worked best you know Mm -hmm, i guess i don't know i blame marvel (laughs) it might be marvel's fault halloween did it very well what Halloween did it with 2018. They didn't slot that in between two movies in the franchise, though. They just picked up from the end of the original. It's a little different. I mean, I'm talking about like Insidious, how there's two movies and then two prequels, and now there's another movie. 
it's, Although, it's all over the place or the conjuring where shit's all out of order and all over the place now i have to i'm, I'm tasked with doing homework to figure out where in the timeline this movie fits it's a pain in the ass that being said um i do think it is different to slot them in between two movies and i think that saw socks has the potential to do that really well uh like i think they have the setup to do it well if if they're paying attention but if we got a divergent timeline for saw i one of the beautiful things about saw is that they've never had to do it but coming off of spiral i think if the saw filmmakers were like we want to do a different timeline we want to strip the saw canon down to like those first two films i would love that that would be great they could do that i'm ready <laughs> yeah i'm not mad at saw for it because saw's timeline was i mean the movies were kind of all over the place in you know timeline as it is so like i i, I can't get mad at it now and plus they should have did this a long time ago like the the fact that they got away from Kramer and Amanda, like that made no sense to me to begin with, and that's kind of when the that that's definitely when the franchise, at least for me, started going downhill. I think they continued the franchise a lot more gracefully than something like Halloween or Friday, where they went like way, way, way off the rails. But I think just in terms of quality of movie we were there for kramer and we got to see less and less kramer you know after after he died so yeah yeah that yeah. typically happens with characters <laughs> it just you know it's uh with friday and and halloween like you can't uh, the movies declined in quality sure but like they kind of understood what they were doing at that point like I feel like Saul went the other way, which I'm not mad at them for trying to do, I guess. But it just, to me, again, it, it wasn't interesting enough for to keep me there. And I think that was my problem with Saw. And, and not to say that, you know, Halloween and Friday, what they did along the way and all those were interesting to keep me around. But I sat down and seen Jason. All right. <laughs> you know. Is John Kramer going to have to wear a backwards baseball cap for the entire movie so we know he's younger? <laughs> I hope he does. <laughs> uh, speaking of Saw stuff, there is a Saw musical, the unauthorized parody of Saw, uh, coming to New York this Halloween. And I made you an offer, Mikey. I'll forgive the $100,000 debt you owe me if you get me out of the unlicensed Saw musical. My two favorite things in this world are Saw and unlicensed musicals. <laughs> like, I'm ready for whatever this is. It might be worth a hundred grand for me to not see this. Honestly. <laughs> I don't like musicals at all. I'm not the biggest Saw fan in the world. Uh, I like it more than Rob. I guess doesn't really say much, That's but I, you know, I, I like it well enough. And but musical for Saw, no. Hey, I happen to own all the Saw movies except for Spiral. <laughs> I don't own any of them, so you're ahead mm -hmm. of me on that. I'll yeah. give you that. That's By true. the way, Kat, if you're planning on going to see this musical, don't plan on staying at Mikey's place. He won't let you. I told you you could stay here, Rob. I tried to see Fish, and you didn't want nothing to do with it. As <laughs> I said I didn't want to go see Fish. You could have came here drunk and high, and I would have, you know, we would have had a good old time. You would have slept with the dog, though. Are you yeah, going to go the see thing. the Saw musical, Mikey? It's right there in your backyard. No. <laughs> I'm not, no, I just said I, I'd spent 100 grand tonight. No. What do, you, what do you do with your time? The, no. I wish that's what I did. I would have more time. <laughs> that's the problem. I'm running out of time with Sid. 
unlicensed musicals, though. That's that's where it gets good. <laughs> that might be a little better. I'll admit. Yeah, that might be a little better. Rob, you you go. You like musicals? Or, you don't like fucking musicals? What are you talking about? I hate musicals. <laughs> so what the hell? Are you? <laughs> no, I'm not gonna go see this. But I never made any bones about it. You you like try to stick up for them. A couple of them, yeah, I like a couple of them. I'm not gonna go yeah. see. I, musicals are long. Musical movies are movies. These things are hours. Yeah, musicals are a long experience. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not sitting there. You got dressed nice. Well, I don't know how you got dressed to this. I don't fucking know, I, man. You it's can't weird. dress nice to the Saw musical, right? <laughs> I guess not. I dressed really shitty for that Green Day thing I got tricked into going to. i tell you that. <laughs> Maybe you would have to dress nice for the Saw musical, but not the unlicensed Saw musical. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, next thing. This is very interesting. And I just found out about it looking through stuff to talk about for the new segment. So I haven't really looked into it yet. So uh, you guys are going to be... Uh, well, the listeners, at least, are going to be diving into this with me. There's a, a thing called Dylan's New Nightmare, which is a fan sequel to New Nightmare. Yeah, I saw something about this earlier today. Do you know anything about it, or you just seen it? I just saw the story. It's um, yeah, yeah. It's like a fan film sort of sequel to New Nightmare that picks up Dylan's story. I gotta be honest with you, I'm not sure who the fuck Dylan is, so I kind of lost interest in that. Isn't he the kid? Was that the kid's name? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the kid. Well, so you guys know more about it than I do. <laughs> well, we know the characters. No, name. I just know your favorite Nightmare on Elm Street movie better than you do, apparently. That's fair enough. <laughs> but I, I, it, yeah, so it's, I don't know. I mean, I had no interest in it. It's a fan film. I, I don't care. Some of these fan films have gotten good. Like some yeah. of them look really, really good. Um, so I, I, but I still have that thing in my brain that dismisses them immediately. It, it's a weird thing. I, I, it's hard to ignore them entirely. They're never going to get to the level of movies for me, but I do look at them differently now. Cause yeah, I, mean, I, I still, ha and I, I do, like I said, I recognize that they, they look really good these days and some of them have been really, really good. It's just it, for whatever reason, my brain doesn't hasn't made that turn. So it, it's kind of it's still like I still just kind of look at direct to streaming movies the same way. Like to me, for some reason, they're a step below theatrical releases, which is ridiculous yeah. because some of them have been incredible. Absolutely, That's uh, but fair. this thing—it's weird. I'm really looking for. I wish I had more time before I found this to look into it. But apparently, Miko Hudgens is in it, who played Dylan in you know the uh, uh in new nightmare and i this thing looks like it's uh part documentary Cindergrim's involved with this which is you know but bloody disgusting ultimately mm -hmm. yeah so it looks like there's some money behind this and yeah. i want to see it check it out i don't know i know they got some guy playing freddy that'll be weird yeah 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 but you know what the sad part is, it's the last... It, we haven't gotten Freddy since 20, 2010. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the other thing. As far as I know, they've done, they're doing nothing with this franchise at the moment. I haven't heard anything about a Nightmare project at all. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, but I, I'm down to see it. Uh, the last and final thing, you guys are going to be haters, I know. But there is a new Five Nights at Freddy's trailer out. Uh, who gives a shit? See? Why? 
I don't. I it's they missed the boat with this movie. This movie should have come out five years ago. I agree with that. Uh, but there is a a good look at the animatronics in here, and God, they look phenomenal. Well, we knew that they were gonna look phenomenal because of yeah, Jim Henson Studio. Yeah, but I mean, it looks great. You see Matthew Lillard in the new trailer. I'm here for this movie, man. I'm here for it. Does it is anywhere in the trailer? Does Nicolas Cage play pinball? No. <laughs> then I'm out. I don't care. I don't know why you don't care. I already man. saw the better version of this movie. We don't know That's that. That's the yet. thing. No, we do. Yeah. I, no, we don't. No, we absolutely do. Here's the thing. I already have like tickets. I'm I'm ready to go on this opening day. I'm gonna be a FNAF. I, I, it's inevitable. I am going to hate this movie if I'm not adequately prepared for the fact that we have the FNAF movie that I wanted and it stars Nick Cage as a silent protagonist because that was what Five Nights at Freddy's should have done five years ago when Willy's Wonderland came out. Like, they had the concept, they had the timing, uh, they had the cast, like, they, they nailed it. Um, and I have to be prepared for the fact that the Blumhouse one is not going to be as good. Going into it with that mindset is going to help me appreciate it for what it is. But I just, my expectations need to be in line because it's not going to be as good. I know that. I I know that. I don't have the boner for Nicolas Cage nor uh, uh, Willy's Wonderland that you guys do. I like Willy's Wonderland. You liked Willy's Wonderland. I did a lot. Not as much you guys, though. It's a great movie. It was it was a very good movie. Yeah, it was it was great. But I mean there's I I could never dismiss a movie for a movie that bit off the concept of this movie based on that. Cuz like it it's I don't know, I just see it as hard to do. But I mean that that movie was really good, but I I I feel like this is going to bring that whole you know animatronics and a fucking evil Chuck E. Cheese to life better like I, I feel like it's going to do that and that's what I care about most in it and you know I, I don't have again I don't have the Nicolas Cage boner you guys like that I mean that I, wasn't I, special I, to me I don't see how they could can bring that to life better than they did in Willy's Wonderland and you're replacing Nicolas Cage with Matthew Lillard no thanks. that's fine with me I, I would pick Matthew Lillard over Nicolas Cage any day I said it Matthew Lillard has done nothing except for Scream, the most overrated movie in history. Scooby-Doo. <laughs> hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. That flew right over my fucking head. Hold on. The most overrated. Not true. Not true at all. All right. But that aside, that, he, he did fucking, he was shaggy. He played, he was a perfect shaggy. That was like, stupid. It was not stupid. It's that not was, movies for us. Scooby-Doo movies are stupid. They're kids movies, Rob. They're stupid, is what we're they not, are. We're not supposed to like them. But I, I, again, this is honestly the way I look at it, and you guys might hate this. Like anybody could have did what Nicolas Cage did in that movie. Nobody could have done no. what Nicolas Cage how? did in that movie. The, you know how hard it is to carry an audience, to carry a film like that, to play it so straight and have everyone just rooting for you, even when you have a script. He didn't have any dialogue. That's just raw charisma carrying Willy's Wonderland. And it works. The whole thing works. I I don't see that at all. Matthew, Matthew Lillard, Lillard could, could do not it. have I'll tell done you that. it. Anybody could have done that. 
It's just nobody the, could have done that replace... except for Nicolas Cage. What did he do special? The dancing, the delivery, the eye movements, the fucking thing with the handcuffs. He doesn't, he doesn't say a single word of dialogue in that film, yet you know exactly who that character is, Mikey. Yeah, he yeah, is that character. Yeah, because you've seen Five Nights at Freddy games. He's a silent dude who plays pinball, and he's being... Hey, guess, he has guess who hasn't fans. played Five Nights at Freddy games? All right, well, but you know the concept. He, no, like, I it's... do not. I don't know dick about those games. I've watched he has my to kids survive. play those games once. <laughs> but he has to survive a night in this thing. They told him. I mean, that's that it's... character, that story. I'm talking about the character that Nicolas Cage played. You knew exactly who that guy was and what he was thinking, and he doesn't say a single word the entire time. It's brilliant. I get a lot of Kane Hodder vibes from that role. That's all I'm he saying. He has more characterization in Willy's Wonderland than it, any of the protagonists do in the entire FNAF franchise or the entire Scream franchise. Oh, here we go. And I just saying shit to say shit. Well, I mean, again, we're, we're going to agree to disagree on this one because I don't see Nicolas Cage as, you know, like, again, you know, I, I never you know really liked him. Is this movie's going to suck and Mikey's going to be like, well, it's still better than Willie's Wonderland. The longer this goes on, the more dismissive Mikey's going to get about. I'm not being the best dismissive FNAF at all. movie of all time. <laughs> if it's bad, I'll say it's bad. Scream 6. I came right out. <laughs> I had All every right. reason to love that thing. And it did, I came right out and said it. It wasn't, you know, it was what it was. If it sucks, I'll say it sucks. Look, I hope I'm pleasantly surprised because we all know I'll end up seeing this piece of junk anyway. But it's just not going to be any good. I, it, I'll i say this. I don't know if they confirm that fucking three-hour bullshit. <laughs> if they did that, I, I understand. There's lore. I get it. Okay. I, I don't know any of it. So uh, you don't need to do it all in one fucking movie if that's no. their thought Especially because don't they have like five more movies? Didn't they get picked up for a bunch of these? I, I have no, I don't know. I have no idea. Right. I, mean, I would imagine they, it's it would be damn near impossible for them to not, you know, like it's going to make a huge amount of money. No matter how bad it is, the amount of money it's going to make, they'll get at least two movies out of that. So I don't know. I hope three hour thing is bullshit. That'll piss me off. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> that will be a negative. But we'll see. We'll see when it comes out. I'm looking forward to it because it's a long time coming. It's a big fucking deal. It looks cool. Let's do it, I guess. Uh, but that's all I have for news. Do I have to hit my damn button? Uh, yes. Crazy idiot! Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> you! Go, go back to turning tricks and old folk and you'll oh, fade in the ass! It's the Mystery Corner where our listeners anonymously send in Italian memes making fun of me for being Italian there's no hard tie in here there's you know none of that uh, celebrating your culture I'm really excited about this one because I want it the fuck off my phone I don't like this one oh god <laughs> uh, the memes go up on Patreon we try and describe them on the show just... oh oh I know this has been on my phone for almost a full month what? Why? It's that bad, Rob? No. Let's see. What the fuck is that? This isn't even a meme. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Really. It's, not it's, it's not even a fucking meme. It's just there. It's just there being gross. It's it, just gross. It, it's 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 a. And now it's in that. And now it's in our group chat. 
God no. damn it, man. It's got a toe ring. Uh, oh, wait. There's a button that says delete for you, so it's gone for mine. All right. Well, I'm going to do that in a second. Yeah. As soon as I'm done trying to explain the fucking thing. I hate feet. This is... Uh, really? It's... I always figured you'd be a foot guy, Mikey. Did you notice the wine label, though? No. That really makes it for me. I can't really see it. Hold on. It's barefoot wine. Oh, okay. Uh, it, it's a it's a plate of spaghetti with feet in it. Like the bottom of two feet right next to each other. Apparently, it's got barefoot wine next to it. It's, this is, it's got, one of them's got a, one of the toes got a toe ring. Fuck, man. Why? I, I don't know. Whoever sent this in... I'm getting IR Chris vibes. I'm not going to lie. Like, oh, there's not many sick fuckers that'll find some shit like this on the internet. I think to spread it, let alone save it somewhere to send it to somebody. So, uh, the exact, can I read a statement from the anonymous listener? Oh, sure. This is a first. Uh, it's not really a statement. It's just, it's the, um, it's the note that this was sent in with. Okay. Not sure if this has been submitted before, which it had not been, just to confirm. Um, Thank God. I'd imagine Mikey would hate all capital letters, it, as much as I do. All right. So, this one just, it's a personal attack on you. Oh, well, Waldemar. Literally. No, no, most, no. Most, most of the time we're celebrating your culture. This, I think, is a little, a little too much. Zero of the time we're celebrating my culture. That... All right, maybe it's not Chris. I, I feel like Chris would like something like this. I'm a little <laughs> disappointed that the statement was fr- wasn't from the desk of anonymous submitter R E, you know, Italian yeah. meme. Yeah, um, we I'm need to open wasn't. up a like another anonymous folder, like the complaint forms for people <laughs> to send Gabagool. Um, I do also have an update about the Gabagooly Mystery Corner. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not tabulated the number of gabagoolie memes that I've gotten this week. I will say people have doubled down. Uh, oh, I don't know what on. I don't know what story they think I'm going to tell about the inception of this, but everyone went into fucking panic mode. <laughs> this has been our busiest gabagoolie mystery corner. Why? Wow. It backfired. I tried to get people to yeah. have something to look forward to to end this <laughs> shit, and they're like, oh, hell with that. Here we go. Oh, man. Fuck. So we're going well into... We were at, like, six months. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how many... Do you know how... Like about... I said, I haven't... Um, I, I would say we got maybe 12 memes this what? week. What? We <laughs> like, had, like, 16. Lot. Oh, my God. Now we're looking at like another nine months. <laughs> we're, wow. we're, we've got to be closing in on a year of Gobble <sighs> Corner memes. You know what's going to happen? You know what's going to happen? <laughs> I'm going to have no choice, but I, I don't know where I would have to go. Like Supreme Court? Like where do I have to go <laughs> to put a forceful end on this shit? Maybe I'll write fan side and report our own show (laughs) (laughs) maybe they can make a stop I hope that when Slasher Radio dies that's how it goes out is us reporting it to fansided right like I'll I gotta DM Patrick and be like look dude they they won't stop it'd be the most confusing thing you always insist he listens to this show but I can't imagine he's commented before I don't know how regularly he listens Mm -hmm. but 
That's why I got to bring it to his attention. If Patrick, if you listen to this and you're not doing anything, I'm very upset. I got to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> the hell, man. I feel like he's not listening. He would have pulled the plug on this show a while ago. <laughs> he's definitely not signed up to the Patreon. He hears Killer Beats this week. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's going to be the end of everything. Yeah. <laughs> now, would it make you feel any better, Mikey, if you knew that Tony Danza competed, competed on Dancing with the Stars in 2008? <sighs> Albeit, that <laughs> is probably the most interesting Tony Danza fact you've ever provided. <laughs> yeah. I still don't really, I don't care. Like, it's, I, it, right. why are you doing this? I, because it's a way to pay homage to the patron, pa- uh, patron saint of Italian-Americans. Why don't you have soul? Why? Where were you when they were giving out souls? Because, like, you just heard how many fucking submissions we got. You don't care. You you had to do this on top I of it. I said, I hope it'll make you feel better. Why would something you know I don't like make me feel better? Because he was on Dancing with the Stars. It's nice. I watched Dancing with the Stars. and that, but, So you probably didn't know that. No, I didn't. Now you do. I don't care. Fuck. You want me to find you a clip of him on the show? No, no, no. But um, unfortunately, I have to hit my melody because we have another huge clown penis alley. Oh. Yeah. So. Huge clown penis. Huge clown penis. Huge clown penis. Huge clown penis. It's really hard to get the timing down on that. Um, th- this is similar to the Gobbledy Mystery Corner where memes are submitted anonymously. I don't know how this started, but here, here we go. I don't get this one. I'm hoping one of you guys will. There it is. I was going to say, I feel like Cat will. Cat, do you want to oh. s- describe this one, maybe? Um, I don't. What? I don't get it. Uh-uh. It's a, uh, oh, God. This is more the kind of uh, game content that I would get. Uh, this is, it'd help if I could come up with the guy's name. I, for reference, I've not played uh, Baldur's Gate 3 yet, uh, but it, uh, it is one of the Baldur's Gate 3 characters, uh, who is standing there shirtless with clown makeup, and it reads, uh, Baldur's Gate has huge clown penis. (laughs) Um... (laughs) good content uh this is uh, this is good (laughs) it's a one thing that has been coming around about this game is that it's uh very pornographic in some places Mm -hmm. uh there have been a lot of memes going around of this one you can walk in what's the name of that game Uh, apparently, you can walk in on some pretty traumatizing things uh, playing uh, this game. Okay. Well. All right. Uh, I mean, yeah, the, the clown makeup looks cool. The clown makeup is it's good. Um. <laughs> I mean, I, I can say that, I guess. I, I don't know anything about this game. I haven't heard about it. Apparently, yeah, Rob I've is going to be um, going through it. <laughs> this yeah. is what it takes to finally get Rob into nerd shit. Is <laughs> Promise porn. Right. Oh, it works. I mean, that's that's why Game of Thrones works. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. That's well, that true. show was something else. <laughs> what, you, what was your favorite part, Rob? Was it the dragons? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> love the dragons. <laughs> that's terrible. Uh, oh. All right. Well, 
Uh, we're, that's it for the gobagoli and the clown penis. Well, why is the clown penis thing catching on? What catches on on this show? All the dumb shit. Yeah, all of it. All of it. Not slashy votings. No, nobody cares about that. Spend days making a goddamn trophy on Photoshop. Nope, not that. <laughs> clown penis. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing, is Rob says that we don't have active listeners in this show. They're oh. very active. It's just not in the corners that we've request. Yeah, yeah, that's like like I said, you know, if we, the Patreon list will be just Greg movies. He'll be the only person to submit a list. Yeah, that, that, that's why I disagreed when Rob said it, whenever he said it. I, I think it was Patreon, I don't remember. But yeah, they, they, they participate, but they only do it when they feel like it. Mm-hmm. And this is the shit they feel like doing. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, it's it's got to be nice to see this whole community come together to support you and, and celebrate your heritage like that, Mikey. And huge clown. Yeah, I'm on the list of huge clown penis. That, that's what I'm on the list. <laughs> yeah, I feel real fucking special. You know, the crazy part about this is I've seen so many Baldur's Gate 3 memes. I would fully believe... Uh, anything that I saw would be in the game. Like, if I saw this not in the context of you sending it to me for the show, I wouldn't even think of Slasher Radio. I would just be like, what the fuck is going on in my game? Because there are so many of them. Yeah. Well, it's made its way here. All right. We'll be, we're will be. we going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Paranormal Activity 2. Fucking feet. Man, how do I delete this now? <laughs> There's a thing. Oh, uh, there it is. Yeah, it, it says delete for you. It's gone now. I don't. Yeah, you can't delete it for the whole group, but... Cat's uh, dealing with it now. Good. Oh, yeah. no, I deleted it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I need to refresh my drink. All right. Yeah, I was just walking around with that in my phone, and then, like, one of the other listeners uh, that frequently sends them uh, was like, is it one I sent? Have I... <laughs> have I done something terrible? Like, no, no, no. The beauty of this is that even though I talk about multiple listeners, I feel like everyone that sends these feels like they're the only ones still sending them. It's fucked up, man. PSA, you're not. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Calm down and stop, please. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And the numbers are in. I'm at 30 Gabagooly Mystery Corner Oh, my God. I did get a lot of duplicates. So Jesus it wasn't. Christ. The damage was not as bad as we thought. That doesn't make it better, really, in the long run. That just means they're <laughs> fucking doing it more than it seems. The numbers aren't even... They're not even inflated. Fuck. No. We might have to start doing, like, two or three of these just to crack it down. As much, I Trust me, I don't want to. But we might be at a point. We might be there. <laughs> it might be to a point where we just do a fucking Patreon show blowing through, like, ten of them. <laughs> Because we're not going to run out. Like, it's clearly, if that didn't do it, I was curious to know what the hell the damn story was. They didn't give a fuck. No, they they didn't. Uh, My favorite thing was that, like, people that weren't involved in the story also were like, you're a bunch of gabagooly. (laughs) Like, everyone thinks I that I'm gonna like tattle on them <laughs> I think oh yeah try to no no she is everyone not everyone thinks this is an extortion it. scheme <laughs> nope I wish it was I truly truly wish it was cat cannot be bribed nope son of a bitch not even with unlicensed song musical nah, nah she, she'd sooner give up a hundred grand than stitch it out <laughs> for a fucking Italian meme very prideful I'll admit that, that is that is some <laughs> That is nice. 
I'll snitch all of them out for like a couple hundred dollars. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I snitch them all out for a fucking. I don't know why. I'm in the mood for like a like a sand like a deli sandwich. Ooh. If I could Uber eat like a good one right now, yeah, I'd snitch them all out for that sandwich. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think of the best way to articulate this thought. I paranormal activity. When did the first one Sucks. come out? Uh, that, that is not what I was <laughs> going to say. No. Paranormal activity. The first film came out in 2007. That was like you know that that was my like prime years. Cat mm-hmm. was five years old. <laughs> It, it was it was that movie was a big deal. That was like my era's Blair Witch. Not that I'm comparing the movies, I'm comparing the impact that they had in their time. Both found footage, you know, a lot of similarities there. And you ruined that for me when I got to talk about it last time, Rob. So here we go again. Paranormal mm-hmm. Activity Two. They were following up from the original, which was such a big deal. They had a little bit of money to play with. I feel like they did a great job keeping that subtlety and not getting carried away, even though having a budget, which they had practically nothing in the first one. Because if they did, we'd have fucking Conjuring movies. We do have Conjuring movies. We do, But I'm saying <laughs> they would have turned into Conjuring movies. Oh. I'm not talking about anything past, like, four. They got out of control. But as for these, the first three, I stand by strongly. And I feel like this was, um, you know, they told a story in it and, and continued a story and created a foundation for, you know, a story they had going forward. Although, again, later on in the franchise. Uh, but, hey, man, here we are, Paranormal Activity 2. What are you guys' opening thoughts? I agree with a lot of what you said. They continue to be really boring. Oh, um, we sat there and watched a whole lot of nothing happen for a long time. Um, it is. I will say super, super effective that if you understand that the pool cleaner was in the pool. Oh, my fucking God. And then it was out of the pool. Uh-huh. I mean, that, jeez. And they showed us a lot of shots of the pool cleaner in the pool. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it was out of the pool and it was scary. No, this movie's, this this is worse than the first one. This movie. What? Yeah, this movie is not good. Okay. Kat, what about you? Um, so I will say, watching it through, I again, I gave myself the best chance to like this that I could. It was a little bit harder today because I had to watch it like during the day this time. Like last time, I waited until like three o'clock in the morning, lights off. You know, I, I, but I pulled the curtains. You know, I got into an environment as quiet as I could. I, I turned the phone off. I, I. Focus. I I tried to get into the hype for this one, um, and overall my thoughts on it. I there were some good things that I have to say about it in relation to my feelings on the first one. Uh, there were definitely some lower points in my relation to the first one. I think I was really surprised because like getting to the end of this one, I overall felt like the experience with the first Paranormal Activity 
uh, despite having different strengths and weaknesses. I feel like it was a pretty similar viewing experience in a lot of ways. Um, and we'll touch on this again briefly when we get around to reviews. Uh, I ended up doing a little bit of research for this one uh, for some like fan reactions to this. Um, there is a huge difference with fans uh, regarding the first to second Paranormal Activity movies. I guess a lot of people that liked Paranormal Activity did not like the second one as much. A lot of people that felt let down by the first one, but who had their interest peaked uh, by the second one, thought it was a lot better. So I something like fans of this came out of the second one with a very different experience, which was interesting to me um, because I would put that I one is better. Uh, one of them is better than the other one uh, strongly, in my opinion, but I, they're similar experiences, you know, like I tonally, uh, visually, I, I think they do a good job making it different while keeping that that consistency you know okay all right i'm still a little shocked of rob saying this is worse than the first one this is way worse than the first one yeah, this really? is the one that's worse this one is nowhere <laughs> near i mean this wow. is bad i don't know if i like i don't know what rob's things were i i took a few notes i only took a couple notes during this oh i got notes for days a lot of them were very early in uh, my first note verbatim, ah, yes, the two things I missed from paranormal activity, baby talk and poop jokes. <laughs> uh, and I think that sums up pretty well my issues with the movie as a whole, is that it was like paranormal activity, but we added more annoying characters. Uh, there were uh, There was a lot of talk about poop, and we had to really care about the safety of a baby. Um, I'm a terrible person. I just don't care that much about the baby. I just thought it was dull. Like it's is uh, the first one is a lot of nothing happening. This one is more of nothing happening. I mean, I said I had a lot of notes. Half dozen of them are about the pool cleaner. God damn it! I I guess I am going to be a little bit argumentative with Rob here. <laughs> After uh -huh. all. I think the pool cleaner, uh, there was one shot of the pool cleaner in particular that I thought was the stupidest thing I'd ever seen in a movie in my entire life. I hated it. But aside from that one shot, the thing with the pool cleaner and the thing with the like kitchen island, that we have these two recurring shots in the movie that are very similar each time. Um, and there, I would say there's a good five minutes in this movie, if not 10 minutes of just the dad putting the pool cleaner back into the pool in the mornings. Mm -hmm. um, Which is why you can't the... watch this movie at three o'clock in the morning. It's too scary. It's too scary. Um, I No, but I genuinely do think that that's an improvement on the first. It's the one area that I think Paranormal Activity 2 outshined the first. It's a visual representation of the how we adjust to living with something in our house that we don't want to address. Um, and it's just little stuff like that. He got into the habit of putting the pool cleaner back into the pool. And whereas Paranormal Activity, the first one, they have those little like bumps in the night and the shadows and the like things subtly moving and stuff. But it was like, it was like a fucking Where's Waldo situation where you have to be looking for them constantly. Mm -hmm. Paranormal Activity 2 
committed to the fact that not everyone was going to sit through a second film like that where you had to pay that much attention. And they gave us visual cues that were easier to follow and worked. Like the pool cleaner. There is some of that Where's Waldo in this movie, too, because at one point there's a long shot of an empty room. And I know (laughs) I lost the game of Where's Waldo because I know something moved a half an inch and I didn't see it. (laughs) Otherwise, they would not have put a long shot of an empty room in this movie. You underestimate that. (laughs) See, and that's what I like about this. And, you know, I've said how many times I hate the damn Conjuring movies because... You know, the, the newest one being the best example uh, that I can think of off the top of my head because I have not seen all those movies. It It's just Hell's Gate opened within five minutes of that fucking movie. You know, it, and it's... This was more of a... Uh, let me start by saying this, sec. This movie, it pulled on strings of things that is a real fear. And what, if you don't buy into paranormal stuff and whatever, then it means absolutely nothing to you. But, you know, if you do, then, like, it, it had so many things that, you know, I'm sure I'll get to eventually. But it was more realistic of how stuff like that would go. It starts slow. It, it, it's subtlety. These things feed off of energy. And it can't conjure that right out of the rip like that no pun intended to the conjuring but you know it's realistic right i I don't know what kind of hippie bullshit you're talking about i will say this i made the joke when we talked about the first movie and i'll make it again this is the this demon is hell's king of slight inconveniences and who gives a shit it's so fucking boring I get what you're saying about the Conjuring movies mikey how they it's pedal to the metal right away yeah yeah all sorts of crazy shit's happening this one, nothing's happening. There's got to be a middle ground somewhere between those two that could make a good movie. <laughs> I understand what you mean. And uh, to a degree, I do kind of agree with you. Like, I I think it's one thing that the first movie, for the most part, does really well. You know, like, especially with the marketing that was behind it, you know, because people didn't know what the fuck they were going into with Paranormal Activity. And, you know, we had these very unknown actors doing this like found footage style thing where we believed what we were seeing could be real you know like there's an angle there i think with the success and it's hard to like uh, subtract points from a franchise because it was successful but a lot of that angle was lost like a lot of that meta what are we going through big marketing (laughs) like a lot of that was gone in the second one. We knew that paranormal activity, what it was up to. And I, while I respect its commitment to the bit, I, I didn't want to see that again. You know, like I'd already, they had an opportunity in the second one because it's like they they clearly were looking at the complaints from the first one, right? They're like, these two characters are not super likable. We're going to up the stakes. We're going to let there be a child and a dog and a baby and like things that people are going to care about. And then they put in like the same, but they diluted everyone. No one had any personality traits. There wasn't a contained story going with the characters that was interesting, you know, like not that the first one really had that either, but they had it. They had a chance to fix it and they didn't do it. And they didn't make any of the characters likable. They had the same kind of asshole I'm a big, strong man that doesn't believe in the paranormal stuff, and I'm going to make fun of my girlfriend's demon, you know? Like, it's the same 
they were onto something with fixing the dynamic at home and then they didn't do it and it it ended up being a lot more of the same but worse because we didn't believe it anymore <laughs> like i will say this about the the father he annoyed the shit out of me throughout this whole movie god i wanted him to die so fast mika was <laughs> or micah mika i always get his name mixed up if the original was one thing where he he wanted there to be something so he can catch yeah. it on film and like so he he was a dick from a different angle and you know it, it it was what it was this guy is just like no no it doesn't exist it's not you know like he's just hell-bent that the wind slammed a door shut from across a fucking huge-ass house like that you know shit like that where it's like okay that's weird he just has he's denying it so hard and such such on the skeptical i don't even know skeptical he's just hell no side of things and it's frustrating throughout the whole fucking movie and mika is at least consistent as a character because mika's an asshole from the beginning he's antagonized he's like makes a joke out of it but the second that he starts like seeing actual things he's like let's go let's find more let's aggravate the demon i want to catch this on like the camera like he is gung-ho the entire movie the dad in this is like uh, there is a break-in. I'm going to get the craziest security system I can get. And then even before, like, the paranormal stuff is brought to his attention, he is just so annoyed every time anyone suggests that they look at footage. Like, and it's like, what is your motivation here in having the cameras if you absolutely refuse to check, you know? <laughs> like, nope. I disagree with both of you. I what? am that guy, 100%. No. I no, am that no, guy. No. I would. You said I think this about we, Mika there too. There is a thing Rob. that is happening, and I'm hearing this on more and more podcasts, where people are are talking about these characters, like the father in this movie, and it's almost always the husband or the father in these fucking movies for some reason. And people are talking about how annoying and how dumb they are, but we have to realize these characters aren't supposed to know they're in a horror movie. And if someone had come, but don't to be me, annoying and dumb in real life. <laughs> If someone comes to me and starts talking about a ghost, bullshit, I'm not paying attention to what the fuck they're talking about. If you spend a bunch of uh, money on security cameras and someone's like, hey, I caught something on a security camera, are you going to be a whiny little bitch about watching it? But or he are does you going watch to it. use the money? He watches it, but he complains so much. He, like, the look, the incredulous look that he gives her when she suggests that he look at the footage. Like, I wanted to kill him. I wanted to murder him dead. No, I completely agree with this guy. It's a fucking, it's annoying and a waste of time, people talking about ghosts. A pot falls off a potholder, the, the thing they've got in their kitchen above the island, and, and his wife runs out of the room and immediately assumes ghost? I would have just assumed shitty well, potholder, you know? Like, no, 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 no. This is, I, I would divorce Rob if I had the opportunity. I completely agree. If you're, partner puts like something in place and it's not functioning the way that it's supposed to be i'm not saying that i would necessarily you know it, if mr cat's boyfriend puts up a bunch of pots on some hooks and then he tells me the next day that they're haunted i might not believe that they're haunted but i'm going to believe that there's something that's not functioning about those pot holders that has given him reason to be concerned because he's the one that knows like how they work and it when you follow her logic it makes sense the pots would have to lift themselves up to get off of the hooks because of the angle that they're positioned at. Like, that's the whole thing. 
But well, now, keep in I mind, think, too. I think assuming, assuming that this guy should assume ghost means that you're looking at it as a character in a horror movie and not a real person. No, but that's the thing is I've had friends come to me and tell me like, hey, I think my house is haunted. And I've I there's one situation ever in my life where I've like seen enough evidence to believe that maybe someone's house was haunted. Right. But like, I believed that something was going on other than, you know, I didn't just be like it. It's the house. It's the hooks. It's the whatever. You're an idiot. You know, like I, I you have to have enough trust in the people in your life to know that their concern is going to lead to something, even if you don't draw the same conclusion that they draw about the ghost, because that's just what not being an asshole to your friends and family is. I assume, I, I trust that they're fucking crazy if they're coming to me about ghosts. <laughs> well, You won't right. even play Candyman with us. <laughs> well, wait, I, wait, hold on. That's dumb white people <laughs> shit. I don't fuck around. Let, let's keep that's in mind, That's why I don't too. have ghosts, Kat. <laughs> but let's keep in mind too that what it that wasn't the first instance of something happening. Oh, I know the pool cleaner got out of the pool. I know oh, that that wasn't the first <laughs> thing either. But the, like we know from Katie, this is this is Katie's sister. She's been through a bunch of paranormal shit, you know, throughout her life. And now this isn't the first thing that's happened in this house. That was like the third thing. So yeah, she felt weird, man. She's saying she's feeling this energy. Something's not right. And okay, but even all that being said, though, if at that point he goes, okay, that's bullshit, you're crazy, uh, understood, all right, fine, I'll give him a pass for that. But throughout the movie, it's just like, there's things that he's looking at on camera. Where, like, like, what, the door shutting? The door slamming, the door was completely still, and then slammed shut. That's not enough. I will say the most realistic thing about this movie is when she was really mad at him for not believing that they had a ghost. That part I really bought of this movie because I've been in that relationship. What well, I, I thought and that's the was thing a... is like because I when he was introduced, I thought that the father was going to be the opposite of Mika, right? Where Mika just believed there was a ghost and wanted to antagonize it. This guy didn't want to believe there was a ghost, but like that kind of archetype for him not to be an asshole. I think has to have some kind of other, like he has to be willing to look at reason. You know, I want the kind of dad that's like, okay, the hook is broken. I don't know how it's broken. I'm going to try to fix that. And just gets like more obsessive about these things. And then, you know, the door slamming, he's like, that always happens when the back windows are open, but he, he's not willing to look at the footage to confirm that the back windows were closed at the time, because God forbid he have to look at the security camera that he paid for. Um, Like I want someone that's going to have like rational explanations or keep looking for those. And just, he was so dismissive and so, not receptive to his family even once it clearly started causing mental strain on the people living in the house with him like there's a point where that's just being a bad person it it, there's holes in it that being one of them i mean if if i'm sitting in a kitchen and this was a fucking awesome scene where the cabinets opened I, i mean we'll talk about it shortly but it ties into that i i don't know if she like didn't say anything to him and I get, you know, he's being dismissive, whatever, but, like, you have camera footage. You can tell him this happened and then show him it happened. And, like, you know, it went on after that with that. Like, it seemed like she didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's because it causes the hole in this guy being as skeptical as he is. 
But I, I, again, it, it had holes like that. I understand paranormal movies. I mean, you can look at Poltergeist. There's skeptic skepticism in there. But to this extreme was just absurd. You know, and then. No, I, I don't think so at all. I, I read it. Uh, I, I read it differently. To me, it, okay. the guy made sense. For a while he did. Sure. They showed him footage and he had he had explanations for it. So if you if you seen that door, if someone showed you a footage of that mm-hmm. door completely mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. and then slamming shut like that, like that looked sus to me. I'd look at that and be like, oh, maybe. But he again, like Kat said, he has said that that has happened to him before. When the windows are open, there's a, a wind that blows through. Uh. But the windows aren't open. And the th- and the thing with like the pots, too, like we had seen there was footage of the baby playing with the pot right like it can take physical force the fact that it would just like fall off i i don't know i i wish that he'd had better explanations i know that his whole thing was like rational explanations but i wish he'd been better at them okay so i i I get that but my thing is if i'm looking at that and the pot falls and i go okay my two choices are defective potholder or ghost. I'm going defective potholder every time. But then don't you try to fix the potholder? Like, that's yes. the thing. It yes, was... and he didn't do that, and that is the fault of the movie. That's not the fault of the character. No, that is the fault of the character, because if my... And again, this is where, like, there's a line between, like, because I'm a lazy person, right? If I'm living alone and a pot falls off of a hook all the time that I don't think it should be able to fall off of, I replace I like I'll I'll probably be like okay whatever you know it's not a ghost it's a faulty pot holder I'm going to live with it the rest of my life because I don't want to deal with it but if I'm living in the house if I have a wife and she's like it's ghosts and I'm like I don't know if it's ghosts or the pot holder and she's like it's ghosts I replace the hook I try something I don't just let her live in fear of ghosts right like if I believe it's the pot holder I'm going to try to fix it like I just the the amount of stress he was willing to let his family feel over ghosts without providing any kind of like solution mm-hmm. when he thought it was a fixable problem drives me crazy. And that's the thing is I and it's I got into this with paranormal activity. I'm gonna get into it again here. If I'm the wife, I leave. I leave this man. Like if I if things are pushing me to the point where I'm seeing ghosts in my house and my husband doesn't believe me. I'm a pretty rational person. I would test these things and then I would fucking leave the dude that didn't believe me. Like, I just, these relationships make no sense. If your complaint is that he didn't try to fix the potholder, fine. If your complaint is he didn't immediately believe that it was a goat, then that's a whole different thing. No, there's no reason why he had to jump to ghosts. He just had to care that his wife thought there were ghosts. He's a busy man. He's got big business with the Burger King stuff. He can't be messing around with the... He's not even the real king of the burgers. <laughs> um, the other thing I found really frustrating about this movie was, did anybody else think we were going to finally get that sex tape? Why are we bringing up a sex tape? She no, was because in they the bring tub. up the sex tape. He was, she was in the tub, and he says he's going to release the Kraken, and then it just goes black and onto something else. Are you kidding me? She fucking says the words, what if I want you to smash me? And then he says, release the Kraken and gets naked into a tub. I completely agree with Rob here. Yeah. This was the one. And then 
they brought up the sex tape from the first movie also. That was like one of the second notes that I took. Yeah. In all capital letters because um Mika's back and uh the dude's like, You're gonna do some extracurriculars on that camera. <laughs> well, yeah, everybody's <laughs> gonna it. think that when somebody gets a damn camera. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I never denied that, but do we got to <laughs> fucking talk about it? No, we weren't going to get no damn sex tape. You knew we had to bring it up, though. It, no, we uh-huh. didn't have to bring it up. <laughs> Rob chose to bring it up. I'm also convinced that um, the break-in that, that spurred him to get a uh, security system and everything, I think we've overlooked something. Okay. I think the movie wants us to think that that was like a you know paranormal thing. And they think no. it was like somebody who broke into their house and just trashed the place but didn't steal anything, which makes no sense. But I think what really happened is the pool cleaner God damn it. got out of the pool, rolled into the house, and trashed the place while they were gone. No, that's a good point, though. Like, it's a question that's not that a good I point. have. No, it's a, real, it's a really good point, Mikey, because they go out of their way to kind of describe why it's probably not a break-in. The implication being that we're also supposed to think it's paranormal activity of some kind. The ghost wasn't that powerful at that stage in the thing, though. So, like, we see him building up the entire time after that. How did he just trash that house? Yeah. I think it might have been the pool cleaner. I think it was the pool cleaner. It was definitely not the pool cleaner. We don't, it couldn't have been paranormal because the... He doesn't have enough power yet. yet. And we saw that the pool cleaner could climb out of the pool. We saw that on tape. Even at the beginning, can we compromise that it might have been the pool cleaner? Absolutely not. It was not the pool cleaner. Possessed by the ghost. Yep. Mystery solved. The pool cleaner trashed the house. This is just you guys wanting the pool cleaner massacre. No, it was not the pool cleaner. <laughs> um, can we admit that the... So I, I didn't have the problem with the pool cleaner that Rob did. I actually... I do think that was a good yeah, visual example of the... I, I'm not going to make fun of that part. I, w- I do have to ask, though. The shot where we actually see it moving out of the pool cleaner looked bad, right? Like, that wasn't just me. I don't know why you're saying that I'm making fun of it. <laughs> I said it's the oh, scariest. It's imagine. one of the scariest things in all of horror films. It's in the pool. And, and then, then it's, it's not. Out of the pool. I don't think it looked bad at all. I don't know how you... I don't know how that looks bad. I. It's just the... It, it looked really bad to me. because. It's in that really grainy style that the rest of the movie is kind of in, you know? But with the night vision, it just, there's something about it where I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be, like, floating or hovering or... It was already out of the pool by the time I figured what the physics were going on, you know? Like, it was just a very confusing shot. It kind of just suctioned out. Well, I got that eventually, but it was like out of the pool at that time. I, I, There's a moment, there's a split second in there where I thought they were trying to tell me that it was just hovering. Like, and it looked bad. <laughs> no, I didn't see it. I just seen it kind of All suction right. and roll out. And yeah, stop making fun of the pool cleaner because it was, you know, it, it was <laughs> something that they could do and it was smart. Yeah. And, you know, he, Scary as hell. Holy I shit. hate you. He figured out, like, a, you know, like we mentioned earlier, a logical reason for it to his standards. Mm-hmm. That was his best moment in the, he was an asshole about it, but that was the only time I believed him as a character. Because if I was trying to prove a point to my partner about our pool cleaner not being possessed, I would 100% figure out 
how to remotely get the pool cleaner out of the pool. Like, that was the only time I believed him as a person. I feel like if I had to convince my partner that our pool cleaner wasn't possessed, I'd just get divorced and be done with it. <laughs> God damn it. Um, I will say, too, they foreshadow the pool cleaner in the beginning of the movie. He's in the pool wrestling with it. Yeah. And I think that's foreshadowing of the evil that is to come. Yeah, um, I I did not remember that scene, but when I seen that, I said, God damn it. I knew that'd be coming up again. I will say, this was really funny for me, because we've been talking about this pool cleaner for so long on the show. I've never seen Paranormal Activity 2. Um, I, I didn't even know what we were talking about until today. And when it happened more than one time, oh, I yeah. was, was so thrilled. Four times. Four times it happened. Oh, you Four counted times. good. That's great. I'm happy you did that. I took a note every time. My note just says the pool cleaner is out. O U T all capital letters of the pool every time it happened. <sighs> yeah, new future me was gonna be, especially the wrestling thing. I was like, oh god damn, he's fucking around with it too now. <laughs> a new future me was gonna be having this discussion. Solid foreshadowing right there. Mm, yeah. Uh no, I I thought it was, you know, it's something different. Like, I mean, it's not like groundbreaking or anything. You make a hell of a lot bigger a deal about it than it should be. But, you they know. They make it's... a big deal out of it in the movie. They do make a big deal out of it. But they I'm not against it. Make a big deal about I, it? They, they kind of do. It's like a, it's a measuring stick for the paranormal activity that's going on. I mean, it's one of the things that it's fucking with. Yeah. But, uh, see, I, I don't know. A lo- there was a couple of scenes in the baby's room. Like that scene where the, uh, I think I, okay, I, I didn't know at the time for that one, but there was a scene where the, the baby's in the, in the crib and, you know, obviously interacting with something, you know, he's standing up and, you know, he's interacting with something and the dog is like, you know, in, it's lowered, it's down and it's like clearly defensive. Yeah. I I don't know, guys. Again, maybe it's me believing this stuff, but that freaked me out. Um, Slightly out of frame was the pool cleaner. I, the pool cleaner wasn't even there. Oh, yeah, I know you couldn't see it. It was just slightly out of frame. The dog I, was very upset about it. God damn the, it. <laughs> uh, the dog is the best part of this movie. The, the dog actor was incredible. That dog really was, honestly. Like, I believed the dog's performances at yeah. every point in this movie because man like i i'm be honest like sometimes my dog will just stare into the hallway and bark and i don't fucking like that shit you better call the ghostbusters <laughs> I, i'm just i mean obviously i'm not saying my fucking house is on or not but it, it's an uneasy feeling to me i don't like it like at all and it, again maybe that goes to me and my beliefs with stuff like that and paranormal and all that stuff and where it affects me more than it would someone who doesn't, obviously. But Rob, that didn't nothing, nothing. No. no. God I damn. Most of this movie, I was just bored. And I think a big part of that, too, is the way that they did the found footage aspect, like their way of having captured all this footage being those static security cameras. We see so much of this movie from the same shots uh, with the camera being in the exact same place that it's just so dull after a while. I thought it was cool that they added the security camera. I want to compare something. And I know it's unfair because we live 
in a more camera we, we live in like a big brother state where everyone can see everyone else all the time i get it um but when you look at something like the static cameras of paranormal activity 2 that's very similar shots from the same frames it, it gets very repetitive in comparison to something like deadstream where we have like the motion activation that's very dynamic that feels like part of the storytelling i i, I kind of see what rob's saying i wish i had not rewatched deadstream so recently because it was oh. hard not to compare like the camera angles and stuff like were so innovative and, and you know it well, that was innovative for its time, too. Scared cameras were new in houses. But Deadstream is awesome. Deadstream's very good. We should be talking about that tonight. But honestly, <laughs> I mean, Deadstream was as in innovative as this. In its time, what else could have captured, you know, what else was newer? I get that, I get that security cameras were still a new thing at the time. Yeah, I, I think that they don't use them as well. It doesn't I make it interesting. Way. No. no, but I'm saying it's it's as innovative. No, it is, but it I'm just saying it it doesn't make it still as boring to look at the same shots over and over again. It's a little boring. And at night when they're sleeping, when it cycles through all the same shots constantly. And it, that was something like I I can see from a technology standpoint, the cycling through of the security cameras could have been something really interesting to play with, but because we're also going the more subtle route for the franchise, it was just, it it was a lot of the same very static shots. Yeah, I didn't mind. I thought that was a, one of the stronger points that they you know found footage was always holding a camera. Mm -hmm. Like that was a big step for and well, you know found footage being taken for what it is. Well, but. and I think that's another issue that I have with this is because there were key elements that you can tell that the director of this really wanted to be included where I don't think it's necessarily believable that someone that has been getting so much of their footage from security cameras is necessarily inclined to remember and deal with the bulkiness of holding that big camera during an exorcism. Yes, I, I had that as a note, too. It, it, towards, I would say, the last 15 to 20 minutes of this movie, it switches to where we're not really getting security camera footage anymore. Now we've got a handheld camera. And it is it it falls prey to that problem that I have with a lot of found footage movies, which is why are they filming this? What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to eleven grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today. And see what I would have loved to see, what I do think would have made this very innovative because 
We've seen, we hear, I guess, in exorcism movies, we usually don't see it, that exorcisms can take a very long time. What I would have loved to see is that still like cycling rotation where we're seeing something new and different happening in the exorcism every time the footage is spliced back together because we're missing these big gaps of the process. Like mm -hmm. that would have been innovative to me. It would have solved the suspension of disbelief as to why the camera is there. It, it would have played with the environment that they set up and they didn't do it. <laughs> like, they kind of fell back onto the tried-and-true handheld camera method after yeah. teasing something more cutting-edge. Yeah, they should have did it in a different spot of the house, because then you can get, you know, at least use the security camera to, you know, capture that. There, there are just, like, little things like that where it's like, you can tell that they were excited about the new tech, but I, I never felt like it was utilized to its fullest potential in this. I, I felt like they just wanted to do a second paranormal activity. <laughs> and this feels very much like the definition of a cash grab movie to me. I I don't know about that. I mean, like, they, they told a whole story. They clearly were looking to continue. You know, and the third one's arguably the best in the franchise. You know, I do think the second one's better than the first one, too, personally. Uh, I don't see just... how you could possibly think that. I do. And don't get me wrong. It's not by much. I like the element of the dog because that's like a, you know, uh, I don't know how to explain like a like a like an EMF detector. You know, it's like, well, wait a minute, yeah. something's going on. And it was just, you know, they had different levels of shit where, you know, the baby interacting to is nice because you have a character and they have to act a certain way based on, you know, whatever the fuck. But the baby just does what it does because, you know, it doesn't fucking know. And it's like, you know, it's like a, a confirmation that something's there without never necessarily really having to do anything. Like I mentioned that scene with the kid and the baby and, you know, they, it was, uh, they did something without doing anything. And, you know, that was, that's an element you can't have in the first one. Cause you, I mean, that shit was really just used with shots at the open door in the I first do, one. I I feel like they did a whole lot of nothing across both movies. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I will agree with you, Mikey. I've only seen the third one once, and that was when it was new, and I liked it. I do believe the third one is the best in the franchise, although upon a rewatch, who knows? I'm sure we'll get there at some point. We sure will. There you are more shark movies, movies to come. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Another thing I will say about this one, I do feel like there was less time spent doing absolutely nothing like i it gets where it's going faster i the the one thing that i had because everyone talks about the scene in paranormal activity where the ouija board just fucking catches fire you know and that felt to me kind of cheesy like just because we'd had this kind of gradual amping up and then the the fire felt like kind of a huge step and then things escalated erratically from there mm -hmm. Paranormal Activity 2, I, I feel like, and again, part of, it's, part of it's the pool cleaner, I hate to say, but like it, we have a better measurement of like the family's reactions to the goings on. It, it made it feel like the activities that we're getting were ramping up at a more consistent rate. We could feel that sense of the demon gathering energy and getting stronger as the movie progressed. That was something I did really appreciate about Paranormal Activity 2, that it improved upon. 
Like, yeah. that was good. Well, the the scene with the Ouija board in this one's a lot funnier. <laughs> it's a lot funnier. Yeah, that was, that was, that, I laughed out loud at that. That was, that was a good time. Yeah, always fun when you can include a Ouija board. I never met a Ouija board. All right, well, uh, do you guys have anything else you want to mention? I don't think um, they, uh, I, what? I, I wanted to say that my favorite character in this movie was Martine. I don't know if anybody else felt that way or not. Absolutely. But I, I wish we had gotten more scenes with Martine. And I hate that we get more scenes of the dad that fired Martine mm-hmm. uh, explaining, mansplaining to us what Martine told him. Like, mm-hmm. I just bring Martine back. Yeah, but <laughs> you have to fire her if she's sacrificing goats out by the pool. Unbelievable. Well, I mean, if a, if a goat was sacrificed, that's calls to get rid of somebody. Yeah, yeah. The only other thing I wanted to mention was the most unbelievable thing in this movie was how helpful that teenage daughter was. That was a very she, common classic teenage yeah, daughter. I, I've noticed that's something that happens in a lot of movies, too. There, We certainly have a, a fair share of movies where teenagers are a pain in the ass, but there are a lot of movies where teenagers are very helpful and cooperative. That's bullshit. Um, and as a, a parent of a teenager, I can tell you that shit ain't true at all. That is so unrealistic. Uh, Mikey, maybe you can shine light on this. Are daughters more cooperative than... Fuck no. No, absolutely <laughs> not. She didn't leave one light on. That movie was not realistic in that sense. I'll give it that. She turned off every light in the room she left. That was bullshit. She did slam that door, though. She slammed the fuck out of that door. Ooh. But so we but we all agree best actor in the film was the pool cleaner. Dog. The dog. <laughs> that dog was good. Yeah, that, that dog got nothing and then on that pool Martin, cleaner. And then the pool cleaner. But I did have two other things to bring up, and I, I guess it's more on uh the uh I don't know. It's it's I guess it's a stronger end of their their effects for a movie like this. Uh the cabinet scene in the kitchen and her being dragged were really like you know, and again, this is a very subtle movie, so effects the 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 term stronger effects is a baseline for this movie slash franchise. But you know, I thought those were fucking great. Her being dragged, I thought looked cool. Um it, it was I feel very like they, seamless. They got away with maybe um were able to get away with it fairly easily because of like the grainy footage type that it was um it was it a cool good. shot yeah 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 the cabinet i thing think the cool too, shots no. yeah the cabinet thing too yeah that's um, easy to do though easy it is yeah but to rig it, those cabinets up to open up like that yeah that's that's not a difficult effect but 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 the intelligence to use it that way no, i mean i will say the cool moments from paranormal from activity sense? too they did, but it's I don't fine. remember much from the sixth sense. <laughs> I don't know. It, the cool moments in this movie looked better than the quote unquote cool moments from the last movie. It, it's a point in the sequel's favor. Yeah, I guess they did do that same thing at the end with Katie coming towards the camera, though. Yeah. Oh, man. The ending of this was so good, though. No, I mean, and, and again, maybe it, it, I liked the first movie. So the tie around was kind of cool to me. But you know, mm-hmm. like it was just it, it it gave the the demon like just like such a sense of purpose, you know, like she just marched in there, boom, neck neck twist, like just no bullshit, and you know i that sense of uh like a a senseless evil is that's kind of that's dark to me um i I do have one other 
thing to uh, because I there are things against it. Uh, there are things for it just in relation to the first one. I think you're going to notice a pretty significant drop in score. And I just want to come out ahead of this. There was one thing that drove me crazy about this movie. And, and like with the characters and stuff, I got frustrated and I got mad. But that was I, I got just as mad at Mika in the first one. These movies were pretty neck and neck, except for one thing about Paranormal Activity 2 that I just, it's unforgivable to me. I had to stop at the 40 minute mark and go take headache medicine because the sound editing in this actually made my brain hurt. Like, I, there are a few sounds that I just cannot stand. Um, what, and they all, are so hyper-specific that the chance of running into all three of them in a fucking movie... If there had been nail clippings, I would have been four for four. Um, but the, uh... the I don't like when dogs bark for a prolonged period of time. I don't like when babies cry for a prolonged period of time. And I fucking hate the sound of tea kettles. And I just... I wanted to die at, like, near the halfway point of this film. It, I felt personally targeted. It it hurt my head. There were a lot of those kind of things, yeah. It just... And it, they were so... The shots were so long, you know, which I... I understand to an extent because the, the whole movie is based off of long shots. But man, I just... I sure did have to listen to a whole bunch of it. And I didn't like it. And I would never stare at a tea kettle that was going off. I would shut it the fuck off. Like... Well, I mean, if what just happened in that room, <laughs> I would, I, that that tea kettle could have burned that house down because I need a new one anyway. I would have never went back in there to shut it off. Then I would have been out of the house. I'm not going to listen to the fucking tea kettle either way. I didn't see the big deal. It was just the wind. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so I did knock uh, like uh, an entire point off of this movie for making me take headache stuff. Because I felt fine when I sat down. <laughs> I never noticed it. Ugh. All right. Um, reviews and facts and stuff. Let's reviews? release the Kraken. <laughs> facts. Oh, That's what we need. We need to release the Kraken button. <laughs> <laughs> Paranormal Activity 2. Oh, and the other thing that I wanted to bring up, um, and I wanted to put it right here with the reviews and ratings and stuff, because I was trying to be very fair to this movie when I sat down and because I knew I was going to knock a full point off for the headache uh I went I asked some friends I like asked around uh, if anyone had any things that they really liked to say um that they liked about this movie that they would want to share on the podcast unanimously this is everyone's least favorite out of like everyone I know that's seen it uh this is their lowest point except for I have one friend who said that it is her glowing defense of paranormal activity too is that it is better than ghost dimension. So Oh god, everything is better than dimension that. yet. I don't know what that means, but I I thought you might um Well there's no pool cleaner in ghost dimension. God damn it, Rob. I don't know how close they get to a sex tape there, but there's no pool cleaner, I can tell you that. Ain't no sex it tape in not... it either pull well with uh friends of cat it also didn't pull great with the general audiences or critics uh the critics scored it slightly higher at 57 percent on rotten tomatoes the audience score gave it 48 percent so this is a drop off from the first one 
Um, IMDb has it at 5.7 out of 10. God damn. Uh, yeah, this one's not well liked online. Um, our first, uh, our first review, uh, it, this is one of my, uh, I just had to pull it for the title. <laughs> uh, it is <laughs> one out of 10 stars. So bad that I cannot contain any spoilers, at which point you then have to open up the review because warning contains spoilers. God damn. Uh, I liked the the irony of that review. Yes. The second one that I pulled just for title alone, uh, one out of ten stars, Paranormal Wanktivity. <laughs> oh, what the hell? <laughs> I don't like that. Uh, and also that comes from IMDb user The Bog of Eternal Stench. So we have a Labyrinth oh, fan. Jesus. Right. Wow. <laughs> so the two actual reviews that I pulled for this, uh, I one good review, one bad review. Uh, we're not going to play guessing games for this one because they don't have, um, they did not rate these. This is just based off of vibes. <laughs> one good vibe, one bad vibe. Uh, we start with great scary fun. The audience jumped and begged for it to be less scary. A really fun night out that must be seen in a cinema. Otherwise, you're just a big scaredy cat. I purposely avoided trailers because I didn't want any of the story stuff spoiled, and I can safely say I was not disappointed. Top-notch acting, especially the younger sister. I hope we see more of her on the big screen in the future. The original is better, but this is a class act, too, with some very spooky moments. One scare in particular is worth the ticket price alone. Go see it. What do you um, think the one scare is? That is why I wanted to read this one. Uh, I would love to know what that one scare was. It has to be the pool cleaner. It's implied in this review, I feel like, that we'll know what scare she's talking about. Mm-hmm. But I don't, <laughs> so... It's in the pool, and then it's out of the pool. We understand, Rob. <laughs> Mikey, do you have a guess as to uh, what the one scare was? I I don't know. The cabinet, maybe? Like, I, I don't know. I guess that was supposed to be a jump scare, right? All right. Uh That it might be that, because the pool cleaner, even though much more frightening happens four times and this person says that's one true one scares. i don't know scare. yeah four times they did that <laughs> four times five if you count the one where it was just off screen <laughs> that's right or if we count the one where it broke into the house and trashed the place um the other review that i pulled um sub paranormal activity sub subpar a normal these um, people are coming up with terrible paranormal inactivity. It's right there. That's not the fucking name. Um, six months before Katie and Micah are terrorized by a demonic force in their own home, as documented in Paranormal Activity, Katie's sister, Christy, and her family suffer from a series of similar terrifying supernatural occurrences that appear to be focused around their toddler, Hunter. Having recently watched the first Paranormal Activity, I was keen to discover what new tricks the filmmakers had devised to ensure that the prequel remained fresh and unpredictable. In short, they hadn't. With the exception of some preposterous exposition in an effort to link the plot of Paranormal Activity 2 with the events of the original, the format of this one is virtually identical to the first, only a lot more monotonous. 
Uh, the action consists of spliced together video footage, primarily from the series of security cameras installed in Christie's luxurious home after an apparent break-in, but also from the handheld camera belonging to her teenage daughter. As the supernatural events escalate, Allie desperately tries to convince her skeptical father that something is terribly wrong in their home. Um, for much of Paranormal Activity 2, uh, for much of the time, Paranormal Activity 2 feels like the cinematic equivalent of a Where's Wally book, which... <laughs> Uh, what the hell is that? <laughs> yeah, uh, just had to point that out. Um, only instead of wasting time searching for a bespectacled man in a stripy outfit, the idea is to try and spot an almost imperceptible movement in an otherwise seemingly static involvement, the most likely result of which will be eye strain rather than abject terror. After much of unspecular, unspectacular supernatural malarkey. The malevolent demon finally musters up the courage uh, to take more than a baby's mobile rotate slowly or a saucepan off a hook and deliver some genuinely effective scares accompanied by very loud noises to wake up those of us who might have dozed off. But when all is said and done, ah, the second movie is far too similar to its predecessor to be considered a worthwhile follow-up. I agree with a lot of what was said there. This does feel uh, the story very similar to the first movie. Yeah. Um, and there's just a lot of, they do a lot of weird exposition to fit in like their childhood of being haunted. That is just awkward too. Like we don't really talk about that much, but like that dialogue around that is like, we don't talk about that. No, that kind of stuff is fucking hokey and stupid. Um, and, uh, also just so we're all aware, where's Wally seems to be the British version of where's Waldo. I was wow. actually, yeah, going to ask if that was a uh, yeah. some kind of cultural difference. Yeah, exactly. Waldo, Wally, they look exactly the same. It's the same thing. <laughs> I, I don't know why they, I guess Waldo's not a name in England or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> Obviously not. All or right. it means something dirty. Like oh, sex probably. tape? <laughs> yeah, you know, British, they always have like weird slang terms, from, you know? Yeah. That's true. <laughs> uh, Rob, you got any facts on it? I do. Um, estimated budget is $3 million, and they made bank on this movie. Its worldwide gross was seven, uh, $177.5 God damn. Um, the preview for this film was banned in some theaters because it played before PG-13 films, and it scared teenagers and small children. <laughs> God damn. Um, we got a little bit about the trailer, actually. The trailer for Paranormal, Paranormal Activity 2 used a lot of footage that did not appear in the movie, which angered some fans. Um, but the director said they had to because of the storyline. I don't know what that means. Mm, I don't. I remember that being a thing. Like, yeah. people were pissed. I, I don't know what it could have meant with storyline. Uh, when this was released, it broke the record for the biggest midnight gross of an R-rated horror movie, or, or I'm sorry, with of just an R-rated movie, with $6.3 million, and the biggest opening for a horror movie of all time, earning $41.5 million in its opening weekend. Hey, it, it, this was a big franchise, man. Like, it was. Right, and, and that's opening weekend, so people didn't know it was crappy. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. Um, for the scare it, scenes, most of the cast reactions were spontaneous. When the uh, during the cabinet sequence with Christy, the actress was told that one of the cabinet doors would fly open. She wasn't told that all of them would spring open, which really funny. scared her. I'd imagine that would scare the shit out of me too. Something went wrong. I need to fucking yeah. leave. 
Kevin, I don't, I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce this guy's last name, but I'm going to give it a shot. Kevin Grutart. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> I'm sure what? that's it. Yep. Nailed Correct, it. Correct, right? Yeah. Uh, was initially hired to home the fil film, but he was forced to work on Saw 3D, so he had to drop out. Oh, boy. Yeah, apparently it was in his contract. Uh, there was a clause in his contract that he had to do Saw 3D. I cannot imagine having the chance to work on Saw 3D and being like, man, I wish I was <laughs> fixing that pool clear right now. Well, that's what Mr. Gertrude was faced with. <laughs> I don't know, man. Hold on, let me see. I mean, it, Paranormal Activity 2 made more. Oh, I don't doubt it made more. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd regret that. But I wouldn't, I, I don't know. I would not want to be on this set, I don't think. <laughs> uh, I, I did not like Saw 3D, so I mean. Well, I didn't like it either. I don't remember it, but I'm sure I didn't like it. Unless, the only one, Saw 1, it was Saw 1 in 3D. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, it's the one where John Kramer wears the ball cap, though. So. Oh, oh. <laughs> That is a classic moment in cinema history. <laughs> you would have missed it to yeah. tape nothing. Um, there are two Ramones and one Misfits poster in Allie's room. Daniel Ray, which is the character played by Brian Boland, was named after the guy who produced albums for both the Ramones and the Misfits. Uh, also considered to direct this film, Brian De Palma and Akiva Goldsman. Ooh. I can't imagine Brian De Palma directing this film it would have been different yeah he liked the split screen stuff though De Palma, so maybe it would have worked in a good way like with the security cameras on a split screen of some sort maybe the actresses that play ali and christy are actually only eight years apart the events of paranormal activity to take place before the events of paranormal activity um which technically makes it a prequel um, which is also true of Paranormal Activity 3, which is a prequel to both of them. Paranormal Activity 4 is the first real sequel to the original. Again, I hate when franchises fucking do this. Tell your stories in order. It 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 didn't it wasn't confusing it. Like it got a mess later on, but you know, it it at least was succinct enough. I guess. So is the so are the insidious films. I still like them. Uh, succinct. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> the timeline is I, I know exactly where the movies fit. They just all suck. Uh, um, much like Paranormal Inactivity. That's not true. <laughs> and finally, just like in the first Paranormal Activity, it's been confirmed that there was an alternate ending to this film as as well. In the uh, alternate ending, Katie kills the baby by breaking its neck. That ending has never been shown to the public. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Give yeah. us the baby ending. Is that a, like on one of the special features in your Blu-ray box set, Mikey? Uh, I did not use my box set to watch this one, so I don't know. I have a hard time believing they would put that anywhere. Like, I don't even know why they thought that was something they could do. <laughs> yeah, no. That's I, can you imagine, though? I would have to, I, I would have had to just given up my notes if we had gotten to the end of this and a baby's neck had gotten snapped i would not have known what to say <laughs> you know like yeah i i can't imagine why they would would have thought that was a good idea um, I, you know what i want from this uh, no i don't i wouldn't watch it but i think it would be very interesting if the alternate end to this one uh followed like one of the alternate branching paths from the first alternate ending <laughs> Yeah, 
the Paranormal Activity multiverse? <laughs> no. Right, uh, that's all I've got uh, for facts on Paranormal Inactivity 2. All right. Nah, Revenge nah. of the Pool Cleaner. You son of a bitch. All right. Portnoy time. Oh, boy. I'll go first. <laughs> okay. I I stand by this movie. I mm-hmm. I like it a lot. Uh, if I were... Uh, the I I only truly stand by three mo- the first three movies in this franchise. The okay. fourth one, mm, and after that, no. Like and even eh, the fourth one, I don't know. But I I I have to rewatch that. I haven't seen that one in a while. But I I truly stand by the first three movies of this, and I I love the subtlety of it, man. I'm very picky with my paranormal movies. And, you know, you look at stuff like, you know, the the early Amityville horrors, which were slow. And you look at the Conjurings, which were like Hellcat fast. And, yeah, I feel like this was, I mean, you could probably look at like Poltergeist, which took a different approach. You know, they had that face scene and. You know, it, 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 I love Poltergeist, but, you know, it, it went a different route than this did. This one was tied to reality a lot. And, you know, I, I like that, man. Like I said, I, I believe in all that. Like, I believe in paranormal. I, you know, I, that's real to me. So, you know, again, maybe that's why it hit me the way it did. And not that it scared the shit out of me or anything, but the fact that, like, you know, there were a few scenes, like that scene with the dog I talked about earlier gave me chills. The scene with the maid, when she she was in the kitchen, and there was that big bang, and you, you know, the parents came home, and she was lighting the fucking seance stuff, whatever she had. You know, they, I, I thought that was a good scene, because it, it was subtle, it built a little tension, and, you know, I I, I liked it. And I like that they did a paranormal movie where, you know, like that Rosemary's Baby and like all that stuff, the omen even to a degree. If you could tie something like that to reality, like that The Exorcist was a big deal because of that, that makes it good. Like if you're going to do go the Conjuring route, the Insidious route, I mean, that's like, it's like a monster movie. Like I'm not going to be afraid of it. And, you know, right. something like this can hit those notes for me and the subtlety was great and um the story that they told in this was you know like the the third one fed off of it really well and uh this this might be one of the this is definitely going to be one of the biggest gaps in our port noise oh yeah uh i'm gonna give this a 7.7. Yep. I can't quite hmm. give it an 8. But, you know, I that that's where it's at for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably not going to be able to give it an 8 either. I don't... <laughs> son of a bitch. Uh, the, the story to me is very similar to the first movie. It is paced excruciatingly slow, in my opinion. Um... The security cameras with the exact same shots over and over again get repetitive and boring very fast. The only thing that's redeeming about this movie is the fact that it gave us the iconic pool cleaner. Son of a bitch again. Uh, Everything else about it is 
it, it's like a less effective version of the first movie. And if you recall, I, I don't remember exactly what, because you didn't give me access to the spreadsheet like you said you did. <laughs> Um, but I, I gave the, I gave the first movie a, a fairly decent Portnoy. Um, yeah. If, uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, let me see. Uh, this one, um, does not get a fairly decent oh. Portnoy. It's, it's much, much worse. This one is a 3.1. 3.1. Mm-hmm. You gave the original a 5.9. That is, I forgot about that. I told you I was fair. God. I'm always fair to these movies, Mikey. Uh... <laughs> that one doesn't feel fair. God damn. This one also brought us right up to the edge of the sex tape and then cut it off. And Damn that's bitch. very annoying. <laughs> very annoying. It did have released the Kraken. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, they, because you know, they banged it out in that tub after they turned the camera off, which is just, I mean, come on. They didn't bang it out in that tub. Oh, I bet they did. I bet they did. God damn it. She said A she wanted really to be really realistic. Uh, paranormal activity movie, she just would have had some kind of infection from banging it out in the tub. Yeah, I mean, you know. Alright, Kat, what about you? Um, so, uh, I once again have the lowest score on the paranormal activity movie. I will say it was closer, it was uh, closer to Rob's score until I had to go take medicine for the kettle dog baby nightmare. This one was hard for me to sit through. Um, I, it it was close. I appreciate the things that it did. Um, I, I was surprised that fans of the first one didn't seem to embrace this one more online because, like, in that one regard, I think they did a really good job kind of expanding on the universe of the of the first one. Uh, I think if you're looking for something more subtle, you know, I could see this being a franchise for you if you can forgive a lot of characters, which uh is something that I struggled with. I, I'm giving this one a 1.9. God damn. 1.9. But I've seen it in all. its defense, it would have been a 2.9 if I did not need headache medicine to get through it. So I'll be damned. <laughs> Alright. Shame on the Baldy. Alright. <laughs> Alright. Well, this one unfortunately is not slash radio approved. The streak is over at one. Are you surprised by that, Mike? <laughs> Not at all. I wonder if we've ever had back to back. I don't think we ever had back to back. I don't know. I feel like we had a run where we were approving a lot of movies. We had a run where we were doing really good. I don't I know if like. we did any back to back though. Invisible Man in the Fog. Oh, oh, hold on. Uh, Return of the Living Dead. At, oh no, hold on. Yeah, let me look at this. Oh wait, <laughs> you can get the spreadsheet. You I don't, don't have. I don't have access to the spreadsheet. Oh my God, I'll give it to you again. Yeah, Terrifier, Scream 2. Oh, Benny Loves You didn't make it. Oh, no. How did Benny Love You not make it? It was just short. Oh, I'll be a son of a bitch. It sure didn't. We might have to go back <laughs> and redo that one. There is something wrong there. After re I've rewatched it several times. I gave it a 7. Does it get better on the rewatch? It it's still great. Yeah. Uh, shit. That's, a that's an error. All right, so it's happened a couple times. Return of the Living Dead and X. Okay, it's happened a few times. Didn't happen today. <laughs> it did that. not happen today. Did not happen today. Follow the show at Slash Your Radio. Patreon.com forward slash Slash Your Radio. Here's starting as low as $3 a month. You can participate in a free trial. Get it seven days free, and you can check it out. I think that's really it. 300th episode coming up, as we mentioned. 
earlier in the show uh, we give our top 100 horror movie rankings each that should be interesting you can follow me at Mikey's Dead you can check out Cult FM the other show that I do with Allie by the time you're listening to this our latest episode's out we had a director of the Blair Witch Project Eduardo Sanchez on that was um, that was a very interesting conversation uh, you can listen to that anywhere you're listening to this and that's it Rob what about you did you fight with Eduardo Sanchez no he was very nice to me man was a gentleman uh-huh. well you getting no. very competitive with Damien Buffet the last time he was on so he was kind of competitive with me uh, uh, you can find me on uh, on X at Radio Rob 123 um, I'm also using Blue Sky a lot more because X sucks uh, Radio Rob 123 there as well and you can listen to the other show that I do with Captain Nick F and Woo Cage Cast, which can be found wherever you listen to Slasher Radio. Uh, you can find me on Twitter because I won't call it the other thing. Cat underscore Valor, V O L E U R. You can also find me on Blue Sky and Instagram and wherever at Cat no underscore. Uh, check out my website, catvalor.com. Uh, buy my book so I can, you know spend it on ridiculous things like saw musicals <laughs> oh. alright guys uh, we'll be back next week Good night from Slasher Radio and don't forget to lock up your pool cleaners you dirty <laughs> bastard you enough all the best of Slasher Radio podcast Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.